0: Danny aka Neko Yasha and we have a special Girls Day episode featuring my girl Mermaid Moonchild and Ash the Conqueror and we're gonna be kicking it off with some great fun facts about great things that Black women have been doing in the month of March to help get near the end of uh, March's Women's History Month. Hey, (laughs) International
1: Women's History. You know what's cool that I realized or that I just learned? I feel like there's more national months now than there ever been in the history of the world. But next month is supposed to be International Black Women's History Month. <laughs>
2: so really? and, Yeah, so. And I then, thought um, next month
1: was Asian History
2: Month, or is that May? I think
1: that's... I, the only thing I saw for next month was um, the Black History Month piece of it, but we should just make oh. every month, Black History Month. Yeah.
0: May May is the start of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Okay. Yes, yeah. so we that definitely is have stuff up. we
1: can talk about related to that. But <laughs> yes. yeah, hopefully by May that won't be a topic anymore. But right, hopefully.
0: You know, but it's America. I have little hope. America,
2: <laughs> where we where we are always the scapegoats. We we're like we're always um, that kid on Scooby Doo. On a pup named Scooby Doo, he's like, he red herring. It. Yeah, what well, was the red herring? It's um, like we didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: fact that they named that kid red herring was just too <laughs> <long>. so <laughs> many okay. levels. Thank you, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <Okay>. let's <laughs> let's see. So, good old March first was the Golden Globes. And Miss Andrea Day was the first Black woman in 35 years. Wow! Yeah, y'all heard that? 35 years to win a Golden Globe. The person who won it before that, our girl Whoopi. <clears throat> the good old color purple. That wonderful, mm-hmm. almost four-hour-long movie of just just make you just want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> And then our girl, Hallie yeah. almost won it in O2 for Monster's Ball, but that ain't pan out. But I know where they're going, let
1: Monster's Ball slide through.
0: <laughs> Just like, mm, Did anyone even watch Monster's Ball?
2: Hmm. I, I
1: hear oh, about yeah, it. It was a tough watch. It was a tough watch. Oh, really? Yeah. It has a lot of interesting dynamic. Hallie's character is very interesting in that movie as far I as- I heard she it. was a
2: drug addict.
1: Yeah, and the links she would go are just they're deep and wide. Deep and wide. <laughs> <Yep. sighs> Not necessarily yeah. the type of uh, black images in the media we want to see getting awards. Um, but I think it's yeah. interesting, Whoopi was the last one who won it for color purple, because we always win awards for like slave narratives. So not like she was yeah. a slave, but she definitely was not
0: free. It, <laughs> it was. It's yeah. just one of those. It was still a movie about trauma. Yeah, it's right. always black women trauma. Yeah. Well, it's so
2: it's so funny because the color purple. Um, I think I think James Baldwin talked about that. <clears throat> Sorry, when Alice Walker wrote it, like he was talking about how uncomfortable it was to read, but. Um, that came out at a time where black women writers were getting attention and um, I think the black women writers they wanted to shed light on the trauma that black women did face from their own community so that was like her her. Um, that was the background of that mm-hmm. I remember this I remember having a conversation about that it was very annoying this guy was like no all black men and I hate when oh. men say that.
0: Um. Soon as I, <laughs> soon as I hear that, I just see like a pile of ash I got to blow through and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like, hold up. Yeah. Let me grab some lotion, put this no, on your no. hands, <laughs> put this on your elbows, get in between your fingers. <laughs> exactly. So I agree,
2: I agree with y'all though. I Like once again, the problem is that they they only pick those there should be a plethora of narratives about us, but that shouldn't be the only narrative.
0: But you know, that's what sells in Hollywood, black trauma. Yeah, but they don't want to give us reparations.
2: They don't want to give us no good credit. They don't want to let us go into school for free, but they love to watch us get whipped and yelled at. (laughs) All slurs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully we
1: start to see some more progress as we have more Black producers um, and Black film writers coming on the scene that are really making their mark, because now the stories are starting to look a lot different. I think that we've gotten some really good storylines on Black people and Black power outside of uh, coming through some tragic, traumatic storyline here in the last few years, so.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, Hopefully we keep that momentum up. We just gotta keep supporting our creators. Yep.
0: Yep, forward.
1: Speaking of creators, um, another black woman who did some really uh, powerful art early in the month of March is uh, Sonia Clark. Um, So she has an art exhibit called Tatter, Bristle, and Mend. Um, It features works of art that confront themes of race and visibility and just what it is to be black. Um, And it's gonna be on uh, display at the National Museum of Women in the Arts in DC um, until May 31st. So she released that, or that opened up on March 3rd, which is pretty cool. Um, I don't live in DC, but we have some uh, team members who live in DC, hopefully they can check it out and take some pictures or something let's
0: all force damn dad bod to go to <laughs> yep. the museum say, and to take hint, pictures. Hint, Damn dad by, check it out for us <laughs> we want pictures you're the only one that's close enough to go
1: <laughs> yeah so i i think that's i think like i said art is taking a turn and being able to put <clears throat> black stories at the forefront of media with strong black voices seems to be the new normal mm-hmm. um so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what else we get out of this. Um, especially with women leading the charge. Not to say that men leading the charge won't yield the same fruit, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: it won't yield the same fruit. <laughs> it
0: won't. It won't. When women do it. It's always different. Yeah.
1: Um, let's see. What else happened women. in March? Oh. Um, Janet Jackson is getting a documentary made about her life, so she does not have to be the side character in Finally. a four-hour... Shoot, the Michael Jackson movie was long.
2: It <laughs> was, like <laughs> I was like four hours. It
1: like four days. And Janet Jackson just appeared and disappeared. It was
0: crazy. Like she did, like she like even the actor, actress that played like like the three different stages of Janet. She was just like there, gone, there, and then gone again.
1: Yeah, like, so uh on March 4th, Lifetime and A and E announced that they are releasing a Janet Jackson documentary in 2022 so, we get another uh, story about...
2: Lifetime, like,
1: though? You yeah. know, Lifetime didn't do too bad with some of the more recent films. They didn't, have, they, didn't they, they do like J- their <laughs> trauma drama storylines,
0: Didn't they do the Michael Jackson one? And didn't that they... a long time ago. <laughs> okay, didn't they also do that TLC one? Didn't they do that really bad Aaliyah one?
2: And they got yeah. someone that didn't look like Aaliyah at all?
1: <laughs> i think they've learned since then have hired the right people because they did the um the clark sisters uh documentary oh yeah that, I heard that was, was done good. very well okay that yeah was done okay
0: well. um, I, I, I will still be watching with caution but just, <laughs> yeah but just let's just hope they have the right janet. people
1: on the on the film you know if they have black people and black fan, people. i mean it's like everybody knows janet jackson everybody who could have grown up watching and being a fan of janet jackson um, is old enough to potentially be uh, in that writing room. So, right. yeah. like they should have the right type of people um, in the writing room, on hair and makeup, on costuming, um, and managing cultural uh, colloquialism so that like, they're not saying stupid stuff like, hey, brother, <laughs> <man."> <laughs> <laughs>
0: right.
2: we'll see though, Yeah,
0: shall see. I'm just happy our girl yeah. Janet's getting the justice she deserves
2: yeah it's so unfortunate she was she is an icon but um because of justin timberlake and his stupid half-ass too didn't he make an apology this month and it's like half-ass
0: too many years too late just give me the money that i didn't make over the the past year he still didn't even take the blame for what he did to both janet and britney like right but you know what, in like True Color
1: Purple, like just to bring it back to Color Purple, like Till You Do Right By Me, Justin Timber like fell off and like, he like fell off, fell off. Like he did, yeah. he did had a couple more years of glory and then it was just like, what is he? he made that weird Lumberjack album. <laughs> yeah. Knack <laughs> and slap. But, yeah, he, he, uh That's probably why he apologized. That uh black girl magic hit him hard, (laughs) right? (laughs) It came through, drained those pockets dry. So like
2: pay up, honey. Yeah, because I watched the way they treated her in interviews. Because I think one of the YouTubers that I watched, he was talking about it, and I remember she was doing an interview for Why Did I Get Married? Because I think she was in that movie.
0: Yeah, she was, and
2: the. The newscaster was like, oh, did you flush anyone? How you feel about? And and like the way that they talked to her was absolutely disgusting. I can't believe that they got away with talking to her like that. And I I feel so sorry that she had to go through that and no one protected her.
1: Ooh, that word, protection. That actually leads to the next topic. March 7th, we all got to witness the Meghan Markle interview with Oprah. Whew, and that was all about protection or lack thereof. Yeah. The yeah. Or what do they call it? The firm? Uh, the firm. Like that, was so, that was such an ominous like Olivia Pope scandal type term. But uh, that Meghan Markle and Oprah interview is, that is women's history. Like that was a beautiful moment to witness. Um, mm-hmm. A black woman interviewing a black woman about her truth and how she's been wronged by the patriarchy and literally the crown. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> literally. With her man on her side. Right. Um, because you know, you could just tell on girls' face she wanted to say so much, but she knew she couldn't because of the position she was in, but that's why yeah. we were glad her husband was there to go, no. <laughs> <Hold> <laughs> but up.
1: wait, there's more.
0: <laughs> yeah. He hit us with the hard facts back to back to back
1: where she couldn't where she knew if she spoke up she would just become more villainized
2: mm-hmm. like
1: it it's crazy the dichotomy between how the world treated megan and how the world treated kate um and as soon as yeah. they could create a storyline of beef between these two powerful women um they ran with it and that mm-hmm. that was that was sad that was really sad it listen. was
0: because it was sad because i saw like especially watching it in real time too it was horrible because like people like obviously us in the States didn't pay much attention to it because of, you know, Britain, US, there's a whole cultural like thing. But what the headlines, if yeah. you saw like the tabloids, you could clearly see it, especially since I work retail. I would see like people magazine, for example, and star and they would have like both of them on it, but the way they presented both of them on the covers, it was very polarizing. And I'm just like huh interesting i see what y'all doing but all right
2: (laughs) and like it this has also been a very hard conversation for some black women as well i have friends who are darker skinned black women and some of them say megan markle is not black she's biracial which is something that it's hard for me to to exactly say that. I understand where they're coming from, though. But a lot of I've seen a lot of Black women who are darker skinned especially saying, you know, if if she was if she looked Black because she doesn't even look Black. But if you didn't see her mom, would you know that she's Black?
0: Nah, she, um, like she. I mean, her exes
1: kind of like, give it away from time to time. I ain't. Gonna yeah, but she, <laughs>
2: defin-
0: but she definitely gives off that racially ambiguous look. yeah um she does look racially ambiguous or if not at the best depending on what type of photo you see she does look like kind of like a tan italian woman right
2: and they're they're like if 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 she was darker she wouldn't even be in that palace Mm -hmm. you know she wouldn't even get the protection and you know a lot of them are saying like there's so many like darker skinned Black women, non-ambiguous looking Black women who don't get that protection, who don't get that help that she still is getting. Like, it's unfortunate what's happening to her, but she's still getting a lot of help. They're still getting a lot of help. And I mean, that's an interesting perspective. I think it's, it's something to pay attention to. And people are also wondering, would she get a lot of flack if they didn't know that her mother was Black? Would yeah. you well, still get that? And I think,
1: you know, honestly, inherently, I think that even what you, the conversations you've been having with some of your friends who, you know, are darker skin, um, is inherently the problem with how we face these situations and how we Black women um, remain allies for other Black women. Because in spite of her being biracial, guess what she was to the crown? Black. Black, yeah. super <laughs> Black. It doesn't matter that her skin is is, is like, <laughs> right. I, I they didn't care one bit to the to the point that they sat and debated on while she was with child how dark the baby would be, as if he wasn't gonna only be a quarter black.
0: <laughs> right. And like, like they, it's like they all skip science class. And it's like, listen, she's already light-skinned mm-hmm. and her husband's clearly pale odds are A <laughs> like, A like the odds of her of this child this unborn child being light-skinned is extremely high yeah that's what got me it's like the was odds for like that child time. even
2: that child's probably gonna be white <laughs> what
1: Like, like <laughs> that he looks like like that's the same are white. Son. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is yeah. super light, super duper light. So, one, the fact that they were worried about it is ignorant. But right. also, it still doesn't change the fact that once he was born, they, they're not giving him a title. Right. He will have protection. Because right. he is still a black man, no matter what the tone of his skin is. So, amongst ourselves, I think we have to do a much, 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 much better job of saying she's black and we have to protect her regardless of how other people have treated other people in our race mm-hmm. because i don't think megan markle's megan markle and harry have a foundation just focused on empowering black people that's mm-hmm. it so it's not on biracial people it's not on light skinned people it's right. for black people so we we have to we have to remove that narrative from our conversations about ourselves and focus the narrative on removing colorism as a piece of the conversation outward. So <laughs> for the viewers who remember the last Girls Talk episode we did together, which was on texturism, um, March 7th was, a, a, not only did we get the Meghan Markle interview on March 7th, which referenced the Crown, on March 7th, the Crown Act actually passed in eighth state. So Crown actually stands for create a respectful and open world for natural hair so our last episode was on texturism we talked about texturism and its root in colorism so it's interesting that these two things happen on the same day um but Mm. basically um this act um protects people with natural hair people who wear protective styles from discrimination in their workplace as well as in school and it makes that discrimination illegal so that act Mm. or that bill has been passed in Connecticut it's also passed in new york california nice. new jersey washington and maryland um and right now it's sitting with the house of representatives um waiting for a vote by the senate to see if we can take
0: it so it can broader. be quiet
2: yeah oh that's
1: that's great i don't oh gosh um i actually kind of misspoke the house of representatives actually passed it in september of last year so mm-hmm. it's with the senate for their Pass, that's
0: yeah. oof, that's the real hard part is the senate because yeah true I, I i have my fingers crossed that i can hope for the best but i am expecting the worst because it's america so what about you guys has anything meaningful happened for
1: you guys in march as a woman did you what have you felt like you've uh moved the needle this month
2: Hey, I this held- month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I um, I sub—I finally submitted a poem. It's been a long time. Yeah. I submitted to Obsidian, um, which is an HBCU-made journal for Black voices. I, I kind of like it actually, because when I submitted my poem, they—they're like, "Please let us know if you're." of African descent I really liked that because a lot of times those journals will, will ask for you know poems and stories that are of the black narrative and they, they not asking who wrote it <laughs> and then you got these white people like yes I was in chains and you're like wait what what, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what did that you just holo, <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> so can we get a little sample of your poem yes. Ash the Conqueror
1: give
0: us a little flow of your poem
2: yes let me see here it's it's short it's called what onyx silk i am blessed to have okay okay
1: i'm here All for the right. imagery
2: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay what onyx silk i am blessed to have dancing in my blood platinum wigs that are planets on the outer space skin I have both open and closed ends in my DNA, loose and buttoned up women free as cells in my body. They must have been the first women. Why else would even their oppressors want to be in their image? So it's pretty short. It's about my aunts and and my ancestors they
1: did what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That was no, that was beautiful. Yeah, that thank was you great. For sharing that with us. Thank you, thank you. And for those who don't yeah. know, apparently World Poetry Day is March 21st. So it just just passed us, guys. It's a UN recognized holiday. So
0: <laughs> shout out
1: to Ash the Conqueror 202 for that beautiful poem. If y'all didn't know, she was uh, out here doing her poet thing (laughs) so make sure you check her out in her other avenues um but what else what what else has gone down in march because i think we touched on a lot of classy things but some good old-fashioned ratchetry has happened in march yes (laughs) that that is so empowering and i'm so happy that we all got a chance to witness it um everybody who knows me knows that my good my good sis is cardi b the prophetess (laughs) belcalus as i call her yes (laughs) And the prophetess herself um, became the first female rapper to achieve a diamond single on March 9th. Bodak Yellow was certified yes. diamond, y'all. Yes. That means it's moved 10 million units. That was like, like her first mainstream single. And that shit still slaps.
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> it comes
1: on, it's still going to bump. Uh, that was a great single. And I'm. I, I was a fan of cardi's when she was just on instagram making stupid videos so to see who she is today versus who she was mm. back then and the work she put into that what well, is is that it's is an inspiration it's beautiful, to the
0: it is beautiful. And, yeah. and sports relatedness We got our first Black woman to officiate the NFL 2021 football season. I am probably about to butcher her name because they did not put a way to pronounce this in the article I read, but I think it's Maya. I'm pretty sure it's Maya, but Maya Chaka. She's 38. Y'all, we about to see some melanin on the field because she was already officiating NCAA games and the NFL is like, you know what? We're putting you in on our season now, so... for those that are still not boycotting football. I'm not judging, I swear I'm not judging because football is still exciting. Um, Yeah. Please be on the lookout for our girl representing out there for the culture. And then this brings us into my neck of the woods Uh, the lovely former Cleveland House of Representative Marcia L. Fudge she is now the U.S. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development and she is the second black woman to lead this agency since Patricia Roberts Harris was appointed by Jimmy Carter in 1977 and this is so monumental because Marcia really has been doing so much for the state of Ohio especially Northeast Ohio which was where her district was like you would always see her out at the black community led events out there raising her voice letting things and injustices being known in the and putting i think i forget who i think it's still frank it's still the mayor of cleveland putting him in his place for all of his shenanigans when he wasn't stepping up to the plate like marcia fudge is that girl i love her i voted for her many many times and i still remember when she came to our high school back in the day to talk to us about what it's like to be a black woman in politics. And so I'm so happy to see this for her and her political career.
1: That's exciting.
0: Oh. And she and
1: she got she ousted Ben Carson More.
0: Like <laughs> listen, she comes for people's throats. Like she she, I feel like she's one of like the black representatives in the house, besides um Auntie Maxine. Maxine. Maxine, Maxine yeah. Queen. She be out there too. And it's great. But Marcia, she's like out there too. It's just she doesn't make headlines as much because she's like she keeps to Ohio a lot. That's why. Mm. Which is, I don't blame her because Maxine doing that work too, getting it out there on the national platform, which is extremely hard. But I'm glad to see that Marcia is just strictly trying to help locally where she can in the state. And then speaks out when she has to be uh, spread a voice out for when it comes to like the house issues, which is great
2: nice 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 i learned uh, something new today oh <laughs> nice.
1: good stuff good stuff happening in march for black women you know it's again if if next month really is international black women's history month i'm just saying we showed out in regular women's history month too so yeah. hey, we we'll definitely need to see how the needle continues to move in the direction of black women winning for the rest of 2021 Um, And I think we'll see a lot of that because Goldman Sachs actually just made this huge investment um, over $10 billion to advance racial equity and economic opportunity for black women. It's actually, the initiative is called One Million Black Women. And I know when you start to hear that, it gets a a little questionable that Goldman Sachs is the one who uh, is driving this initiative, but they actually did the right thing and they're ensuring that this initiative is being shaped by Black women within Goldman Sachs. Um, they have a 10,000 small business program that is led by Black women organizations. So, AKAs, Delta Sigma Theta, Zeta Phi Beta, Sigma Gamma Rho, the National Council of Negro Women, Power Rising, Black Women's Roundtable, and the National Coalition on Black Civic Participation, the Walker's Legacy Foundation, um, and Sisters in Business Expo, as well as the Links Incorporated. These organizations are gonna be leading the charge on impacting the lives of at least 1 million black women by 2030 through this program. So there are a ton of black women leaders that we uh, should be looking out for from Goldman Sachs to um, really continue to drive all this momentum that we've been seeing. Coming from strong black women this month, I'm I'm excited about that program. Mm.
0: This only is Liddy. Like we stay winning. Yep.
1: Um, you know something? You talked about Ashley colorism and that being something we don't we don't see enough uh, characters uh, that are darker skin coming through. You want to know who's helping to change that narrative, and it's funny because she is a child.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's
1: not a child. She is she
0: is she's young. She's a teenager. She she's young. a teenager
1: now. She's young. Um, Marcy Martin. She, um, hmm. you know, from Blackish. Who, for those who've seen the show, she and played Nia yeah. on Blackish. She, one, she's killing the game. Um, you know, she uh, produced that movie. Little.
2: Um, Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. She, I, think of the name of I watched the movie and I can't think of the name of it right now. It's like, that was a cute movie. Yeah, and she yeah. was, like, the youngest, like, producer, so.
1: Yeah, so she was the youngest producer of film at that point. She now just became the youngest executive producer for a Disney show. So she has a production company called Genius Entertainment, and Genius Entertainment is now working on a pilot series for Disney called Saturdays. And it's a series about a girl and her interest in competitive roller skating. And it's going to follow her and her friends through that narrative. It's going to be, the cast is almost exclusively darker skinned Hey, Um, wow. You know, black teen girls in varying shades, um, diving into roller skating culture, which is very black little do people know.
2: Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, definitely. And
1: it also is highlighting um, young black teens with disabilities. So yes. this show is going to be amazing. She has really done a great job in her very short time here on this planet.
0: Yeah, uh, making them brown, making sure
1: looking- that we are seeing the full face of black people, black teenagers, black kids. Um, in her in her works of art, she is she is a force. I'm excited to see more from her um in the coming years because I'm she's done what people two and three times her age have had so much time to do and haven't even tapped into it at
0: all. Ooh, who wants to kick off with all the Grammy winners?
1: The Grammys was wild. <laughs> the Black Girl Magic was crazy and outside of the winners <laughs> That Cardi B and Megan Wap.
0: listen, <laughs> it had all the white women, all the white moms clutching their pearls.
1: <laughs> they probably they need to clutch their pearls and take some lessons, okay?
0: <laughs> that, was a, that was a wild performance. Um, it was like, Why are they doing this? I'm like, First of all, why are your kids up this late? Why are yeah. you watching the Grammys? Why do they care about who won a Grammy? Right? Don't they have the kids' that. choice awards? Yeah, they have. They have not only the Kids' Choice Awards that comes on Nickelodeon, they also have the Teens' Choice Awards, which comes on either, usually, I think, NBC or ABC. One of the BC channels. Mm. So they have their own award shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, Man, it's great, but... you know
2: what? Like, I, I'm sure, you know, there's been Lady Gagas or other white women performers that have had just as um, sexual performances and they probably don't get half as much as the backlash as these women do
1: and obviously if it was gonna like the grammys knew what cardi and megan were gonna do somebody had to put that big ass bed on the stage right they knew what was doing somebody up there
0: some executive i bet it was a white man was like they're gonna do what on what yeah 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 yeah." (laughs) (laughs) you know you know, that's exactly yeah. what, what went through his head. <laughs> but as usual,
1: it was unapologetic and, mm. and them, it was them through and through. So I loved it. I it loved made it. sense. The song is called Wet Ass Pussy. It's not right. called anything else. There's no confusion you, about what this song is about. So. Right.
0: And even if he had listened to the hilarious radio edit, Wet and Gushy, Still <laughs> still
1: implying the same It's still
0: same thing. same thing.
1: Yep. So the winner's um Let's see. You want to take some of these, Danny?
0: Sure. Okay. So song of the year was I Can't Breathe by H.E.R. Her Best New Argus The Argus. Artist was our girl Megan the Stallion. and best R&B performance was The Black Parade by Be Miss Beyonce Texas
1: was live Mm. and um, let's see, best traditional R&B performance was Anything For You by LaDisi, I don't actually know who that is y'all, I'm sorry. LaDisi? LaDisi, sure, Thank. I don't know I'm so out of touch I actually, I've never heard I'm gonna have to go and check this, uh artist out because i actually am unfamiliar but um best r&b song better than i imagined by robert glasper featuring her and michelle has got a lot of consonants Uh,
0: yeah it does (laughs) michelle in um
2: and then i'm not
0: not even going to try to butcher it because i would feel awful trying yeah. to say that last name so i'm like i i'm just gonna feign my ignorance right here like i do not know how to pronounce that and i don't i'm know. not gonna, I'm gonna oh um, bless you i don't want to insult her pride or ego
1: having to force myself through this name and her last name starts with an n
0: and i'm like i don't want to do her injustice and no i'm miss Meshel I, I apologize if you somehow hear this podcast <laughs> yeah uh, and then the rest
1: of it, honestly, was Megan and Beyoncé besides best, com- best Comedy Album, Black Mitzvah by Tiffany Haddish. And then Best Rap Performance, Best Rap Song was Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, Savage. And Best Music Videos, Brown Skin Girl, Beyoncé. St. John and Whiz Kid featuring Blue Ivy Carter. So Blue Ivy got her first Grammy.
0: Yep, and the people were mad, and I loved it. Big mad. Big All big these mad. years, they kept clowning a whole baby for years. Yep. Look at her due girl- to
1: textureism. <laughs> yep,
0: <laughs> and having her daddy's ethnic features. Look at her. just
1: just won a Grammy. Boo.
0: Look at her. Yep. Won't she do it? Won't she do it?
1: Yeah, Beyonce took a lot of awards that night, but I guess the biggest thing was she she also made Grammy history that night. Yeah. She got her 28th Grammy, meaning that she is the most Grammy winningest person ever as a female artist. Um and also as a singer. So she's mm-hmm. won the most Grammys by a female. Was she singer.
0: was she there? Yeah. I, yeah. Surprising. they yeah. were yeah. on stage together. Okay. I, oh, she just didn't perform. Mm-mm which is funny because I I didn't realize I didn't realize there was a I didn't know comedy albums actually got nominated that was a (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing and now I'm happy I know that this is a thing because I'm I'm definitely going to listen to this now Tiffany
1: won for the black people and the Jewish people you know that's why our fearless leader you know Johnny D falls in that category so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um an interesting win, nonetheless.
0: I'm definitely going to look this up later and see what it's about because I'm all about comedy and the fact that this is a black Jewish comedy. Okay, let's go. Why not? Why not? Let's definitely. about this life. Say what you want, be- beehive haters. Beyonce did that. Yep. She did that. Y'all haters have to accept this. She is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, she is phenomenal. I don't know anyone like her from our time. Same,
0: like her. Yeah, not, Liri, not many
1: people even could possibly steal those shoes.
0: Like except her the daughters man. that she's raising. But <laughs> like those, her and Rihanna are like the only two like black women that be doing their thing. Yeah, and stay women. And this is Oscar
2: history: Mia Nia and Jamika Wilson are the first black woman nominated for a hair and makeup artist for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, Mia Nia is a hair department, the hair department head, and Jamika Wilson is a, the hair stylist from that movie. And, and that was a great movie. It was impressive that that movie could keep me interested, even though it took place in, in one area, very play-like, but it was yeah. still very good. Um, and then on the 16th of March, it was Rebecca J. Cole's birthday. Who is Rebecca J. Cole? She was the second black woman physician in the United States. Um, and she helped a lot with hospitals that um, targeted black women, where a lot of black populations would go, especially black women. She was um, very invested in the hygiene and uh, of black women and, Prenatal health of Black women as well. And, you
1: know, I know her. She's in my Black History Women book. Me and my daughter like spent a really? big
2: bit of time talking about that's her. Awesome. I I, I was yeah. obsessed with her. I was like, oh my
1: god. You did that because she went to yes. all white to get her education, I believe, based on that book. Oof. And that imagine how
2: the trauma. That's a that's the first Oof. thing I thought of. Yes. Like people are like, oh, she was the she was the first black person to go to school. Yay. And I'm like, mm. I've
1: sure <laughs> been the first black person in a lot of settings, and that is not as
2: groundbreaking as it feels, y'all. It is it's, it's tough. No. Nope. I mean a, a short synopsis. A lot of people don't know that like free health care was first given to um, enslaved Africans because it was free because uh, they were experiments, essentially. Guinea pigs. Yep. (laughs) so um, it was empowering to know that she tried to be as much involved in those processes as she could, um, trying to be the voice of reason when they would try to do terrible things to those patients.
1: Shout out to Rebecca J. Cole. I think she had a lot of strides for black women in the obstetrics field, so.
0: Mm Oh um, yeah,
1: an area we still struggle with today. So <laughs> I'm glad that people yeah. are, there yeah. that are there to have our backs.
2: Oh yeah, gosh, makes you think of Henrietta Lacks, and that's still so messed up.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I'll keep going. Yes. So on the seventeenth of March, um, we had a twelve-year-old prodigy, Elena Wicker. Um, She graduated from high school and will be beginning an undergrad career at Arizona State University, majoring in astronomical and planetary science and chemistry, which sounds (laughs) hard. (laughs) Sounds hard. And her goal is to work for NASA as an engineer. That's great. You will have lots of money, sis. Good job. Um, And you're only 12, so you'll be set I hope that when you get older, you uh, make more STEM programs for black and brown people because especially like, oh God, there's just not enough programs, just not enough.
0: really not.
2: No, and then also what has happened on the 17th is the House voted to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act um, uh, authored by Joe Biden when he was a Senator in 1994. Interesting. Um, This law elapsed in 2019 after it stalled in the Republican-led Senate. The bill has been expanded to add dating and partners and stalkers convicted of domestic violence or abuse to the list of those unable to own firearms and also expands protection for Native American, transgender, and immigrant women.
1: I'm excited about this act or this bill whatever you want to call it um coming on the floor and expanding to include more marginalized persons um -hmm.
0: yeah the fact that it includes trans people in this is really interesting and it makes me really happy yeah Yeah. definitely yeah think about how like
1: violence against women is really high violence against black women is really high violence against black trans women is Is extremely is off the charts it's Um, crazy
2: absolutely
1: super happy to see them getting the representation that they need um to be protected (laughs) to be protected um so that's great let's see the rest of march Ooh, march 18th was queen latifah's birthday
0: happy birthday the queen
1: the original queen (laughs) she um Willis Eve awesome. She has actually done a lot for Black women and Black voices. So
0: so Happy much. Happy belated birthday, sis.
2: Yes, very much and so. Thank you
0: for helping out all the all the queer LGBT, femme and female identifying people over the years.
1: Yeah, I just wish Definitely. that she would have been able to be as open as she is now. Earlier, yeah, so that people wouldn't have to like. Unfortunately, Black queer women or uh, people who fall into that category have typically led the same kind of life Queen Latifah had to lead, which is where you know, we can all see what's up, but there's no talking about it. There's no, and it's not for her to have to put her business out there. But right, imagine right, it could have been that voice and that that face for other people who looked like her and looked up to her um, to be themselves unapologetically all the time. That would have been great, but I'm glad that she's able to. I'm glad that she's comfortable enough to be Mm -hmm. doing these types of things more openly now. 100%. That's Cleo that I ever listened. Let me tell you something. She put her heart and soul into Cleo and set it off because that was was authentic.
0: (laughs) Yes. I should have known then. That was a good movie. Watching that movie when I was younger. I should have known then. Danny, you're not exactly straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's when you was like, wait a minute now. Hmm. I, was like, why, I was like, why are
1: all these women so pretty? <laughs> why do I really like Queen hey, Latifah? Too, I
0: been in there with a
1: little wig on.
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Watch and set it off. I wore cornrows for like months straight after watching that movie. I, I, that should have been a sign back then. <laughs> <laughs> little did she know,
1: influencing the young lives. Thanks Queen right. Latifah.
0: Yeah. Thanks girl
2: the
1: queen oh. definitely
0: Black
2: girl
1: magic that happened in march march 19th it was announced that um, alexandra bernard simmons she is the founder of the think like a boss organization which is an international mm-hmm. women's empowerment organization um she began construction or they began construction on uh seneca market and seneca mm-hmm. market was named after a very black neighborhood in the tri-state area but it's gonna be the first Black woman-owned grocery store in New Jersey. Hey, it's fall of 2021, and it's gonna be filled with Black products. I don't know what I gotta <laughs> do to get to New Jersey, but I'm going shopping in this grocery store. I know there's lots of Black-owned grocery stores. I, I think there might even be like a place you can um, go specifically to Target um, Black grocery stores, like to find mm-hmm. where they are in your area. Oh my God, though. I'm going to find it and I'm going to do it. First black woman owned grocery store is a big deal in that area. So excited to see what Seneca brings to the table, quite literally, in fall of 2021. Another another black woman who I think we all know and uh, probably thoroughly enjoy um, is Issa Rae. So if you didn't know, Issa Rae has a platform called Radio. Um, They are a program that was launched in 2019 to provide music supervision services across television projects, and also helps to um, bring under like little known or lesser known musicians uh, some notoriety. If you think about Insecure, like the Insecure soundtrack slaps. Every season is amazing. And if you listen back, it's always artists, you probably had no idea who they were. So um, this platform has done a good job of bringing um, more black, brown POC voices to the forefront in the music industry and getting them the recognition and payment they deserve when their music gets used in television series. Hell yeah. So radio actually just inked a multi-year deal to provide exclusive library access and original music to MTV Entertainment Group. So these artists are about to go from, you know, small scale to big scale um, very 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 soon thanks to the awesome works of Issa ray who has also done an excellent job of putting different varying shades of black women black men and black experiences on television so
0: mm-hmm. I'm a
1: huge fan of her work
0: huge fan of her work I'm ready like that's Definitely. So awesome Issa ray I love Issa
1: ray so much yep she's dope She's super dope. And if you never watched Afterward Black Girl on YouTube, go get your life and watch it. Please do. It was was amazing.
0: And I don't know if it's still an option on the Google, but like she, at one point you could make her voice your Google voice assistant. So I don't know if that option. Yeah, no, it was like her, John Legend, like a couple other celebrities, like they did like, you know, like their voice lines and they could be your Google assistant. And I was just like, click on Issa Rae. Let her talk. (laughs) Let her be my assistant. That's what (laughs) So, oh, something to look into. Yes. All right. And that leads us to our uh, our final point on the 21st. Well, it was the 21st. Well, obviously, it was World po- Poetry Day. And Ashley let us hear her wonderful poem she submitted Obsidian. Yes. And- also, I just forgot, y'all. I
2: just realized <laughs> this month, I, I was also given an honorable mention for the... Um, Miami Book Fair Oh, fellowship because I applied last year and so I got an honorable mention for my chat book for those who created science. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> you go, you go, Ashley. You out here science and poetry and up the community and we appreciate you. <laughs>
2: Thank you, thank you. Oh, can I talk about, uh, a few, just a little bit. I don't want to take up too much time of my influence. You got
1: 30 seconds, Ashley. OK,
2: 30 <laughs> seconds. OK. Lucille Clifton, um, come celebrate with me that every day someone has tried to kill me and failed. That's, that's one of the best. Gwendolyn Brooks, we real cool. Nikki Finney, um, her poem about Hurricane Katrina. Um, also some poets I want to give a shout out to that I know. Tamika Stanley. shout out to you Tamika Stanley, <laughs> my friend, she's a great poet. She got a fellowship from South Carolina. She's also a sex counselor and educator. She got her master's in social work too, shout out to you sis. And Elizabeth Avicino, I always say your na- last name wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, a few years ago, she won the National Book Award She is awesome, poet from DC. We're BNV alum, shout out to y'all. And that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: If we're shouting out ourselves and people in our lives who inspire us at this point, I will say shout out to my best friend, uh, Tisha. She is the founder of Woodland Bell Apothecary. She did some great stuff at a pop-up. Um, with her candle line uh, this month, and she is launching her website this month. So you will be able to purchase these high vibe, high frequency candles uh, online if you don't have the privilege of being in the wonderful state of Georgia. Um, for myself, um, Mermaid Moonchild is uh, expanding her services. So I just Woo! completed my level one yes. Reiki certification this past weekend hey. to nice. continue to provide more um, hands-on and physical healing services to our community. I think when we're looking for metaphysical ways of healing, sometimes it's hard to find people who look like us that do these types of services. So oh, yeah. um, I'm super excited to be on this journey in my class. There was another black girl in there with me. so. Um, I'm I'm excited to see how healing ourselves holistically um, starts to look for us as a community moving forward
2: oh that's dope I'm so proud of you look at you yeah cause that's (laughs) not easy no it's not and Danny,
1: you're talking about you didn't do nothing this month you're going to be on a podcast uh, another podcast here so you're out here moving and grooving I don't want to hear that
0: <laughs> I know, Danny. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm just so used to being on podcasts. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like it's
2: it's it's normal. It's, it's, normal. it's, it's Nothing. It's normal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to spread the good word, and that's yeah. you, Danny. You out here spreading the good word and cosplaying. Uh, your cosplays, in my opinion, are always so well done and i
2: know of, of who, yeah who oh who danny is on God. any given
1: day you put you put a lot of effort into your cosplay and it shows and i'm talking with the camera yeah. oh
0: wait <laughs> no i do have good news for this month i got him. <laughs> i forgot i whenever it drops i got to be part of an anime rap music video
1: <laughs> yes
0: yes to all of this
1: so, I'm you know, excited. I, What's I, I don't know who's the artist.
0: It's called Lamb Truck. And he is a Cleveland artist called DJ LT Gray. And, ah. and it was it was based off of an experience he had with a woman and he wanted to turn it into a comedy video. And I was just like, bet.
1: That. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm excited to see you in that video.
2: Yeah, I want to see it.
1: Yes. <laughs> Well, Danny, Danny you are so, earth, so
2: famous. Sorry, Danny, you are so famous. Like, you have so many followers. Everybody be loving your cosplays. I'm like, Danny, Danny is one of them famous cosplayers. yeah bro. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Aww,
1: Danny, you're one of them famous cosplayers Oh,
2: thank you, Ashley. <laughs> you're welcome.
1: No, it's it's like there. Everybody does so much on this team. The women on this team are lit. They're lit. Everybody is doing their thing in different avenues, and when we get the chance to bring it all together, it's always good times. Yeah. Um, what? There's a uh, what? Seven days left in March. Yep. From when we're recording this, so if more wonderful things happen, y'all just gonna have to figure it out on your own because
0: <laughs> we're not gonna <laughs> tell you about it on this episode. Google is free. Y'all can do it.
1: <laughs> um, but we wanted to. We definitely wanted to use the Girls Talk episode in International Women's History Month to highlight some of the dope things that Black women pushed for this month specifically, um, as well as highlighting things that we've seen a little more close to home with ourselves and our friends. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, Make sure that you like, follow, subscribe. You can find us always on at The Blurred View on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, uh, but individually, where can they find you, Ashley?
2: You can find me on Twitch as ashleconqueror202. I'm at 130 followers. So, yes. I would like to get to 150. So, if you would like to help me get to 150, go ahead and follow and I'll do something special when I get to 150. And all my other social medias, any other social media you can think of is Ashley Allen Co.
0: Alan is spelled A L A N. Danny, where can they find you? Uh, y'all <laughs> can find me obviously here. Uh, find me anywhere as NekoYasha09 on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, NekoYasha on Facebook. Um, and you can find me lurking as doing an admin duties for Black Cosplay Boosters. So, yeah. Ooh
1: good stuff and if you're looking for me or any uh mermaid moon child type things you can find me at mermaid.moonchild um the youtube is mermaid moonchild, and on twitter it's at mermaidmoon444 because mermaid moon is too long
2: <laughs> so um
1: that's it for today guys this has been fun happy international women's month yeah. The ladies of the blur view, minus Kai, because she had to work, but that's because she's out here doing real shit. Yep. Making sure people are yeah. get the vaccine so you can get oh, it. Oh yeah. And um I think we're out of here. Yep. And we are out of here. Bye. Bye.
2: Peace. <laughs>